It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> I never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But, but no, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's up, guys? Good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 109 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. That's right. Episode 109, as we count you down, a kickoff at MetLife Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern time, Sunday afternoon, between the 1 and 6 New York Giants. On a short week after a Monday night football loss to the Atlanta Falcons, even though they did come back, a bunch of trades since that point, uh, which we'll uh, obviously get to and covered in our crossover Wednesday edition with Ed Valentine, uh, episode number 108. So please download that because that's chock full of good information on the Giants and the Redskins and this matchup. Uh, but on this edition of episode 109 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, we're going to have an old friend stop by. That's right. The guy that used to host this podcast before he uh, turned it over to me and became a television star, my pal Nick Ashew. You may remember him. Uh, he will stop by for a few moments and we'll go down some things on the Redskins, all sorts of topics, all sorts of intrigues moving forward. Redskins, of course, in first place at four and two. Off the back-to-back home wins over the Dallas Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Just a couple of quick injury report updates from Wednesday's press conferences and practice. First practice of the week, uh, head coach Jay Gruden telling reporters that Jamison Crowder, with his ankle, again, high ankle sprain basically, did not practice. Neither did Sean Laval, still dealing with that calf, although he returned to the starting lineup and played pretty well on Sunday. Adrian Peterson Kind of a rest veteran maintenance day. He's dealing with the shoulder uh, and still, I guess, to some degree, the knee, although that seems to be better. The more concerning one is Quentin Dunbar, who, of course, was inactive last Sunday with that shin injury suffered on Friday. And now there's possible, possible nerve damage. So we'll have to monitor that. That's not sounding very good at all. Uh, Clearly, when you have nerve damage, that can be a painful and debilitating thing and really a long-term thing. We don't want to jump the gun and be irresponsible, but certainly that is not promising. Let's just leave it at that. Also, Zach Brown had an illness, so he did not practice. But here's the good news. Paul Richardson, who missed last Sunday's win over the Cowboys, he returned on a limited basis. Brandon Scherf uh, also was limited, as was Ryan Kerrigan. And here's more good news. Chris Thompson returned on a limited basis. He's missed the last two games since that New Orleans debacle, and I guess he told reporters after practice at Redskins Park that he expects to be able to play this Sunday, which would be a huge boost for the Washington Redskins. Uh, Let's get you a couple of inside the numbers here. Uh, We like to do this once a week, usually earlier in the week, but with everything going on, uh, we had to kind of hold off uh, on that. This from my friends at Pro Football Focus, 
uh, com, which I use regularly and will always give them credit and will always have mucho respect uh, for them because they put numbers in a quantifiable state that I just can't do. Uh, the Redskins offensive line, I think we talked about this on the Victory Monday edition uh, earlier this week, maybe it was Tuesday, was much, much better than anybody thought they would be against that Dallas front. Very talented, versatile, deep, a lot of shifting, a lot of um, spins, uh, just a lot of different things that they present. That Washington offensive line, led by, of course, Trent Williams, who was clearly healthier this week than he was against Carolina, where he really struggled off of that versus sack procedure uh, during the off week, uh, and really, for that matter, against New Orleans, that offensive line of the Redskins held up and held up some more. They only allowed one sack uh, to the Dallas Cowboy defense in general. A couple of pressures, a couple of hurries, uh, but according to Pro Football Focus, just two quarterback hits and five hurries. Two quarterback hits and five hurries. Um, now, Pro Football Focus said they charged an additional three hurries to quarterback Alex Smith which is interesting because I don't know exactly how they go about that process, but that would tell me what they're saying. And again, I'm using their exact words, quote, it should be noted an additional three hurries were charged to quarterback Alex Smith. What they're telling me in that without being able to absolutely confirm this is that they're charging Alex Smith for leaving the the, the pocket and running around and scrambling and basically leaving his spot for an unnecessary reason. That's the way I interpret it. And if it happened three times, and if they're right about that, even if it happened twice or once, that's ideally not good because that tells you that Alex Smith is either not seeing things correctly or guys are not getting separation and he's not trusting and he's not in rhythm and he's not in sync, which we kind of know already, but that kind of puts some different context to it. Part of the reason why the Redskins went and got Alex Smith was because of that improvisational ability and that mobility to extend plays. And we want him making plays, and we want him extending plays, but I would think Jay Gruden is not going to be happy or isn't happy with Alex Smith leaving the pocket if he sees and if he knows and if he recognizes that there was a target out there and a way that play was supposed to be made without Alex Smith taking off for no reason. Again, that's something that we should note and something we take into context and something that I think is interesting. We continue along via, again, profootballfocus.com. Adrian Peterson uh, forced six missed tackles, according to PFF, bringing his total on the year to 20. Profootballfocus.com notes only four running backs have forced more tackles, more missed tackles, I should say, carrying the ball this season than Adrian Peterson. So that's a really good sign. About the Redskins' pass rush, which, of course, had struggled, you know, in general. Ryan Kerrigan had only had one sack going into the third quarter on Sunday. Came up with two, and Matt Ioannidis was the leader for a while, and Preston Smith still doesn't have one. Uh, As Pro Football Focus noted, the four sacks that the Redskins got, they also had four quarterback hits. Now, they use a method where they count each half sack as a sack, So keep that in mind. And 20 hurries, 20 hurries. They noted that Kerrigan and Preston Smith had a combined 13 total pressures, which, of course, included Kerrigan's strip sack and 
the fumble return or fumble recovery for a touchdown by Preston Smith. Also, uh, Pro Football Focus noted that the Redskins' defense, and this was a key that we had talked about last week, uh, really didn't miss any tackles. They missed two. They missed two on the day, one from Josh Harvey Clemens and one from Josh Norman, who now has five on the year. So a little inside the numbers look for you right there at some of the things that happened uh, in a numbers and statistical context that's kind of hard to get in your average ordinary box score via my friends at profootballfocus.com. I highly suggest you go to their website and uh, get their subscriptions because they have some excellent, excellent, excellent uh, content, profootballfocus.com. All right, coming up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, it's going to be the return of my pal Hollywood Nick Ashu. Yes, indeed, baby. Oh, yeah, the former host of this podcast right here. He's coming back. But first, guys, talk about sex, right? After a victory like last Sunday, you might want to have a good time if you smell what the rooster's cooking. Oh, yeah, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, guys. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Right, blue, bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, chewable, so they work twice as fast uh, as a pill. You can be ready whenever you need to be. It comes in a discreet package right to your door, no doctor's visits, no pharmacy, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, so they're cheaper than your average trip to the pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code Locked On. you just pay $5 for shipping, and that's it. Again, it's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. And, you know, as you guys know, I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, uh, taking over after that Monday night debacle in New Orleans. Well, there was a guy at one point before he became a big television star that used to do this daily Locked On Redskins podcast. His name was Nick Ashu, and he said, "Eh, you know what? I've got bigger things to do. I've got TV. I've got bigger fish to fry. I'm going to leave it to you, Rooster. But then I managed to rope him back in. So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Nick Ashu. How are you, You pal? let me back in. Yes. I like this. I, I left this... the door open for you a crack. You and get... unlike Larry yeah. Bird and Kevin McHale, you know, remember that famous saying from Rick Pitino? Not walking through that door. Yeah, exactly. You walked right on through that door. Well, you door. let me walk through the door, exactly. and that's what matters. You painted kind of right? been good, man. You know, it's been busy with now wizard season. It's kind of a change from immersing myself in mm. Redskins season to immersing myself in wizard season. But doesn't mean that I'm not following the Redskins because you and I are still doing radio together. So Absolutely. there's that. You do notice that since you gave up this podcast 
And officially, I didn't take over the mantle from you until after that Saints game that the Redskins are 2-0 and with me at the helm. Well, I'd like to point out that when you touch the Stanley Cup, the Caps never lost a game again and won mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. This and now if correct. you took this over, the Redskins have been on a hot streak. So I would say that for all your quirks, all your idiocies, you are good luck for the teams in D.C., apparently. <laughs> so if you could do me a favor, if you could do something nice for the Wizards, who are sitting 1-2 and two right now when we're recording this, that would be nice, too. I'll, I'll try and do my best. I'll try and cook up something nice and sweet. Uh, all right, let's get to it before we waste any more time uh, and drive anybody crazy or drive them to drink. Uh, the Redskins, again, are 4-2 and two in first place. I know you and I have talked uh, on the radio and off the radio about uh, – what the significance of a four and two first place record is, even though it hasn't been pretty, certainly on offense. From an offensive perspective, are you willing to make that exchange that the offense is struggling and not quite what everybody wants it at, but they won four out of their first six games? Yes, because you have to win football games. That's the most important thing. Now, I understand it hasn't been pretty. I understand the offense could certainly look a lot better. By the way, we talked about this in the preseason that they looked like they needed more time together. And I remember you screaming about that, but you were right. They could have used some more time with Alex Smith being out there. Now, granted, let's keep in mind that there has been a lot of inconsistencies in terms of practice time for everybody on offense, especially receivers, running backs, things like that. Uh, Games, Chris Thompson's been in and out. Jamison Crowder's been in and out. Paul Richardson. I mean, you're losing really everybody that you have in terms of somebody to throw the ball to if you're Alex Smith. So there's going to be some difficulties there with him finding a rhythm on a new team, first year, new offense, new players. They have new tendencies. Chemistry has to start from scratch. There's a lot of stuff that you have to factor into that. But I will say that if the alternative is Colt McCoy, look, I'm sorry. I just, Alex Smith has a better track record being a starter right now. All right, so there are, with with Alex struggling, obviously, I I don't think the Redskins are in any way, shape, or form, Nick, and I don't think you do either, considering a quarterback change or or Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler-type situation like we saw in Jacksonville. I guess I would ask you this. If that were to happen at some point, which people have speculated that may happen, and again, it could possibly happen, what would that say to you about this Redskins organization making that trade and having it done a second time to them by Andy Reid, remember 2010 Donovan McNabb, and when you consider overall the failure of the Robert Griffin trade and how they bungled the Kirk Cousins contract situation. Uh, This might be a little different, though, because this doesn't necessarily mean, like, let's say two weeks from now they're in Atlanta or they're playing Atlanta at home. And they're down 14 nothing. Alex Smith is struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. but they've already beaten the Giants. And this is such a hypothetical. And they're 5-2. and two. Right, they're 5-2 and two at that point, but they're struggling in that game. And in the second half, they decide, all right, we need to get some sort of spark. Let's throw Colt out there for the second half and just see how it goes. That doesn't mean that the Redskins are saying that this was a total failure, that this is never going to work, and Alex Smith's not going to start again. It may just be, we need a spark. This isn't working in this current situation right now. Atlanta's defense is getting after him, or whatever the case may be. So we're going to do that for this half. And then we go back to Alex next week. You think that would be the right thing to do? I'm not the saying, prudent no, thing no, to I'm do not if saying, you're Jay Gruden? I, I'm not saying it's the right thing, but what I'm saying uh, is is if they were to do that, right. it doesn't mean that you're saying, oh, well, we lost this trade right, and it's, it's over, over and Alex Smith will never start but for us again. But you know that's how it's going to be viewed. It, that's how the perception this is, is true, going to be. But, but that's why I'm saying that that perception would be wrong because there wasn't a long-term commitment, even with that fake extension with Donovan McNabb. There is more of a longer term, not too much more with the way the contract is with Alex Smith. There is a little bit more in terms of commitment with Alex Smith right now in this team. So they could say, all right, we need a spark maybe for one game if they were to end up doing that. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the end-all, be-all, and then then Colt starting for the rest of the season. Like Sometimes, like we got to be honest, there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL, Chris, that 
are, are worth starting every single week that are good enough to start and that make your team better. For most of the time, you need a lot of talent around that team, around that quarterback, to help make them successful. All right, so here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, the former host of this podcast, Nick Ashu, is with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Nick Ashu. NickAshu.com yes. is how you can check him out on his digital site. Watch him on NBC Sports Washington, uh, on DirecTV, in the Washington, D.C. area, and as well, listen to him on 106.7 The Fan. So, you know, this team on offense, their problems go beyond just Alex Smith, right? I mean, you've had a good running game for the most part with the exception of the two uh, bad losses, the only two losses that they have against Indianapolis and New Orleans. For the most part, Adrian Peterson has been good. But Adrian Peterson, as we know, is 33, is already banged up, has been getting through injuries. Chris Thompson's missed the last two games. Rob Kelly, go figure, is already uh, out for multiple, multiple weeks. Capri Bibbs has been a nice fun. What other problems do you identify on this offense, and where could they improve? Well, one, I'd like to see more targets for Jordan Reed. Wouldn't that be nice? There are times where you're watching the game going, is Jordan Reed, I can't remember, was he inactive or was he active? And that's a problem because we saw early on Alex Smith going towards him, right? And we thought to ourselves, that makes sense because he's somebody that should be a go-to target. And Chris Thompson. And now Chris Thompson's been out. Jordan Reed hasn't. Yet I don't see enough Jordan Reed. Why is that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether they're not calling enough plays specifically for him. Alex Smith is just not seeing him. Teams are defending him in a certain way that makes him unavailable. I don't know, but that's going to have to change. I, I would like to see certainly them to be a little more healthy because right now we, you mentioned Adrian Peterson. They're riding Adrian Peterson, and he's 33 years old. He's a running back. He's already superhuman. I get that. But are we going to count on him for an entire season to be out there? If Chris Thompson's healthy, but Adrian Peterson isn't, Thompson's still not your feature back. We know that's just not how he's used. So then Rob Kelly's not going to be out. Is he going to come back at some point? I don't want him to because, quite frankly, he has no business being out there as a running back. I'm sorry. I like Rob Kelly. Nice guy. Just not out there. as, as He's just not a starting running back in the NFL at all. Okay, so Samaj P. Ryan, well, he's been act- inactive half the season. So you're going to count on him. Uh, Capri Bibbs had had a touchdown, played well, but I mean, like, as he's he's not a feature back, he's kind of a Chris Thompson guy. So, like, what do they do? That's the problem. Is you're riding so, and it's not their fault. I mean, Darius Geis was supposed to be your guy. Terrence's mm-hmm. ACL. It's not the team's fault. But you have to look at this and say, okay, Adrian Peterson, and then what? And that really worries me, Chris. That really worries me that something happens to him at some point, even if he's just missing a couple of games, bumps and bruises, thirty three years old. I, I don't know then what that means. It, it just, it worries me. All right, more with Nick Ashu coming up in just a couple of moments here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Again, it is Locked On Redskins. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast with our uh, with the former host of this podcast, Nick Ashew. He's graduated onto uh, TV, and you're <laughs> stuck with me. I apologize for that. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, you can get at Nick, at Nick Ashew. Again, NickAshew.com. Uh, you can get at me, at WrestleMania621, WrestleMania09, at gmail.com. Good way to get a hold of the podcast. Uh, and thank you for being with us and listening and all that good stuff. A couple of Redskins news and notes. Uh, as we record this, we don't know the injury statuses of guys, but the Redskins have already played and won two home games back-to-back against two pretty good teams in Carolina and the Dallas Cowboys without Jamison Crowder, without Chris Thompson, and then play the second of the two games against Dallas without Paul Richardson plus those two guys. Again, we don't know the status of these guys. I would say if they're if they get one, maybe two back, I would think probably Chris Thompson and maybe Paul Richardson. But again, we're speculating at this point because it's still too early in the week. If they don't get any of these guys back, and yet they go on the road and lose to the Giants, a one in six team, what does that say about this Redskins team? Well, if you don't have those guys back, like you said, there is, and I hate to say it, but it is a built-in excuse a little bit. Like there's a certain point, and we got into this a lot last year, I remember, and some people get so angry. There is a point where injuries are not an excuse, but a reason. Like, there's a reason where, like, if you're driving a car that has three wheels, it's not going to go anywhere. If you're missing two of your top three receivers, your third down back that's also your best pass catcher out of the backfield, all in the same game, that's going to handicap your offense. That's going to put Alex Smith and the Redskins offense at a disadvantage. If they're missing a lot of them and they go up to the, see the Giants and they lose that game, despite the fact that the Giants are 1-6, and six, that's going to at least be something you can point to. Now, is it still going to look bad? Is it still going to be a problem? Is it, are we going to lose some of this momentum and all this feel-good nature we've had after two straight wins for the Redskins? Absolutely. But you need to keep in mind, too, that when the Redskins play the Giants, especially up there in their home, Redskins don't play very well there. The Giants have had their number for the majority of the time for a long time now, and this is something that when you see these division games for so often, you've seen this, Chris, a million times. Like, these teams just play to their level. Like, it's either the Giants are going to be more up than usual because it's the Redskins and the Redskins are the division leader. And the Redskins, for some reason, just play down on the Giants level. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's the way the NFC East works. So I don't expect that to be anything more than a close game, just like it was against Dallas last week. I see the Redskins still winning that game, but you're right. If they're missing multiple guys on that offense – that's going to be a problem for them. And they won't have Trey Quinn back until the Falcons game on top of that, who, again, he's a punt returner and he's a seventh-round pick. He was Mr. Irrelevant but also looked really good in the preseason, a guy that could at least be somebody out of the slot for you moving forward on this offense, but you're not even going to have him back yet. Right, because J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington reported uh, that Trey Quinn, the rookie receiver, the seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, who went on IR uh, after hurting his ankle, uh, after week one, the week one win against Arizona on a punt return, but could be back next week again uh, at FedEx Field against the Atlanta Falcons. So that should be interesting. That could be around the time that Jamison Crowder comes back, which is your two most natural slot guys. Maurice Harris has been working inside the slot. Um, I think Josh Doxson certainly has quietly, since missing that New Orleans game, played better the last two games as a receiver. I'm not saying he's been great. He's made contributions. I think they used him a little bit better. Uh, one of, really, two of Alex's best throws, and he only had five or six 
uh, last Sunday came to, um, you know, came to Josh Doxson, get him more in the fold. Maybe he's, again, the answer to some of your red zone issues. Michael Floyd was targeted, especially on that one drive before yep. halftime. Should have caught maybe the Hail Mary. Uh, definitely Alex Smith made a, a kind of a, eh, I want to say a poorish throw along the sideline. But the play before that, he had dialed him up and threw an absolute dart. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Speaking of FedEx Field, again, the Redskins not there this Sunday. They'll be at MetLife Stadium against that New York Giants team. Again, off of a short week. Yeah, they made the comeback, but... They, again, they had scored very few points with about five, six minutes left to go in that game on Monday night against a bad defense that's ravaged with injuries in uh, Atlanta. But they'll be back at FedEx again to take on the Falcons uh, in about a week and a half. And FedEx Field is getting a little bit of a makeover. They're resodding the the middle of the playing surface. I, I remember, you know, because Robert tore up his knee, mm-hmm. being out there for a tour about what the Redskins were doing to try and improve the field. But the biggest issue that they have, even when they resod the middle of the turf, as it's been explained to me, is the perimeter along the numbers, the ha- essentially the hashes and the numbers, that area where it melds in with, with the grass that they are not pulling up and ripping up. They're only replacing the middle right. of the field, which is the most used sure. part. That's where the problems then become sure you're replacing it for aesthetic purposes and for quality purposes as you head into November and December. I got it. I understand why you have to do it. But with only basically a week and a half in between, some of those perimeter edges are going to be really interesting to watch in that home game against the Falcons. Yet you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I give them credit for at least trying to do that. But we've had these issues with them for years in this field. I mean, it's just been so bad for so long. Look, I know they like the real grass, but... There's you do o- field turf, right? There's other options. Yes, field turf would just be better. You don't have to deal with this anymore. You don't have also like isn't there a certain point where you don't want to put in the labor of re-sodding in the middle of a season? I just and look, you're around the team certainly more than me at this point now, and I, I just this is something that you were you've covered them for years, and it's always yeah. been a conversation. And I I just don't know why they refuse to try and do something new. This hasn't worked. It's something that they continually have to fix in the middle of the season. It looks bad. Just do field turf and just redo the whole thing for good and not resod in the middle of the season or just spray paint the damn thing green, right? Like, just do that. Just spray paint the center green and Sounds be done like with it. That's like a good idea. Uh, I, I still can't figure out how other outdoor venues in the Northeast in bad weather scenarios that have real grass their playing surfaces don't seem to be the problem that FedEx feels. I think what I've heard it described is. is that it has something to do with the heating underneath it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they did a lot of work underneath it. You would have thought they would have been able to figure that out yeah. by hiring the most renowned experts, and maybe they didn't. I, you know, I thought they, I mean, they did a ton of work on the drainage and, yeah. and the foundation and the formulation uh, and all of that. Now it's just like, okay, how much more money do you want to spend? At FedEx, but you know you're going to be there for another eight years. You're going to be there until 2028 because they're still lollygagging on the stadium deal because they want somebody else to pay for it. They don't want to pay for it, so now they've dragged this thing out. It's 2018 right now. I mean, maybe they can get out after 2026 if somehow the new stadium gets built. 
but they are likely going to be at FedEx Field for another nine or ten seasons. There's a um, certain point where when you have a car that continues to break down, you're yeah. spending so much money on repairs, just get a new car. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we run out of time, before we let you go, the Giants, again, are the opponent coming up this week. Um, they traded Eli Apple, the former first-round pick. He was a complete disaster. His teammates hated him. They kept him on the team. New coach. Obviously, you know what the so answer is So the Big is Apple is no longer in the there Big Apple. There you go. <laughs> or Eli Apple's yeah, no longer yeah, in the Big uh, Apple. Whatever, That's a yeah. dad joke, by the way. It is. Yeah. Uh, so Dave Gettleman and and Pat Shermer say, uh, you know what? We've got enough idiots and and clowns on this team. Idiots! <laughs> and like Odell Beckham, the guy that we signed to a five-year contract. We don't need another one. And by all means, like, you know, unless I'm missing something, it seemed like things had kind of sort of quieted down a little bit with Eli Apple. But anyway, they find a place for him. They trade him to New Orleans. So he will not be there against whatever receivers the Redskins have. But Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham will be there. If I asked you which one of those two guys you fear more, Barkley, the rookie, having only played, what, seven games, but dynamic and explosive, or Odell Beckham, the now four-plus-year veteran, and we know what kind of athleticism and skill set he has, which one of those two guys strikes fear more in you? So there's two ways to look at this. From pure talent-wise and track record and ability in the NFL, I would say Odell Beckham Jr., because we know how dynamic he is. We know the types of plays that he can make. The problem is, is you and I talk about this a lot. You know how I feel about these diva receivers and big star receivers, where if you don't have a quarterback that can get them the ball, they're just a statue. They're a decoy. So right now, Eli Manning can't get anybody the ball consistently. We saw Pat Shermer basically say on the sidelines, throw Odell Beckham the ball. So I got to go with Saquon Barkley because all Eli Manning has to do is turn around, stick it in his gut, and let him run. Saquon Barkley is the guy you have to fear the most. Now, the Redskins are much better against the run this year. That defensive mm-hmm. line is far improved. It's become one of their strengths now when it was their biggest weakness, or one of at least their biggest weaknesses last year. But Odell Beckham Jr. right now has become kind of a decoy out there on offense because Eli Manning just won't throw the ball to him. So it's got to be Saquon Barkley. You turn around, you give him the ball, you let him make a play. It just takes one to completely just one missed tackle for a big play from Barkley to completely change the dynamic of that game. All right, he's Nick Ashu. He's the former host of the Locked on Redskins podcast. He's coming back. It's like an alumni reunion. It is. He's home taking some time off of television where he's a big-time star, <laughs> and he's coming back to his little friends here on the Locked on Redskins oh, podcast. Oh, stop. Pal, it's good to see you, man. It's good to be here, man. I'm what glad you, know? you invited me back. I hope you coming back to this podcast doesn't break the good karma and the goodwill that we've installed. Oh, they're totally losing now, Sunday. You're going to blame me. I know you are. You're a jerk. <laughs> You'll definitely do it. next week. I know. That's fine. Because I should point out the Redskins are 2-0 and since I've taken over the Locked on Redskins podcast from you. I know. Well, there you go. That's why you need to just continue to talk about all the teams in a positive way in D.C., and then they'll all win. It's perfect. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Thanks for doing this. All right, buddy. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.